When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast with Brian Robb. I am Rich Levine. B-Rob, the Celtics are 0-2 since the return of Kemba Walker, 1-2 since they lost Jason Tatum. Chance to right the ship tonight in a rematch with the Sixers. Uh, as always, Brian Robb, nice to talk to you here. Uh, it's Friday morning. We're doing this in between the two Philadelphia games. Uh, tough loss, obviously, on uh, on Wednesday. Uh, we saw finally, we saw in the playoffs. We talked about about this during that first round series. We say, okay, let Embiid get get the piss out in the first quarter. Let him be the best player in the league, and just wait for him to get tired. Did not happen this time, uh, and the Celtics sort of paid the price. Uh, first of all, uh, in between the games yesterday, the Celtics had a little media availability, some Zoom sessions. Brad Stevens, Jalen Brown, just to start. Anything? Any takeaways? Any highlights? Lowlights? Was Brad Stevens making any fashion statements during uh, during the <laughs> uh, call? Those are few and far between these days. Um, now that uh, the uh, the bench suits are no longer required, which I think he's a, a big proponent of. But with the but, suits not no longer required, do we think he could take some chances? You yeah, know, you, you know, we talked about that. We need I think we need Mike back on for this because he was he was on the forefront <laughs> of this on the uh, the Sixers last uh, last postseason. Um, but I do want to say, I'll, I'll bring this comment up, actually. It stuck out to me because I, it is kind of on the ball in terms of, like, where the Celtics are at as a team right now. You know, they, they, they have an 8-5 and five record through the first 13 games, a, a mark that I think anyone would be happy with given the personnel. Um, but at the same time, it's a situation where um, Brad Stevens – is not exactly thrilled with how they're doing. And this is, this is the quote that caught my eye. Like, I think our bigger concerns are that even when we're, we've been winning, even when we've had more guys available, whatever the case may be, we're just not, I don't think we're playing at a level that is going to be sustainably competitive. Hmm. So that to me, when you're eight and five, and if you look at their advanced numbers, that kind of lines up like they're, they're a slightly above average offensive team. They're haven't been very good on defense but they're very much a middle of the pack team right now um, and have won a lot of close games. So they're eight and five, but when you look at, you know, and that's again, not a bad thing getting out of the first 10 games of the year with a, with a seven and three record was huge given you know the bodies they have. But now when things start to come together more, there needs to be more consistency, I think are in both ends. And that has not been there yet. It seems like. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I missed the cough button there, but um, yeah, you know, I think given the given the circumstances of this season, wins are wins, right? And I think I think baseline we can we can agree with that. It doesn't matter how you do it; just get a few W's, get yourself like right now there with Milwaukee's last loss to the Lakers last night. The Celtics are would be the second seed right now. I uh, can't complain about that. But yeah, but again, you look at you look at some of the you know their recent wins. Uh, it feels like a while. It's only been two straight losses, but that, that Knicks loss felt like three or four. But, you know, Magic, Wizards, Raptors, Pistons, 
you know, the Grizzlies, given what they were uh, on that night, you know, a majority of the losses haven't, uh, wins haven't necessarily been the most impressive. But yeah, this is the time, especially given the short offseason, you got to work out some of these kinks. And it's good. I mean, that, that, it's a good place to be with your Brad Stevens to be eight and five, to be winning more games than you're losing, but then also be able to have those things that it's like a Bill Belichick move to also have all those negatives to hold over your team. Like in film sessions and be like, Oh, you might think that you're, that, that you're at top of the conference right now, but let me tell you something, you're not actually playing like it. And if you play like this, when it matters, uh, it won't matter because you'll be going home early. Um, but yeah, no, and I, and I think tonight, and we don't want to date this this conversation too much. We're doing this on Friday morning, like I said. Uh, the Celtics, have, you know, they have a chance with another, another game at Philly. Uh, I think is Seth Curry gonna gonna play? Yeah, I think Curry's in. Tatum's still out, so yeah, this will be. Needless to say, it would be a very impressive win if they if they pull it off. But they still, I mean, even without Tatum, you still have uh, essentially a healthy roster here. So like, you they showed the other night they should have a you know, they can put up a decent fight as long as they don't, you know, send and beat to the free throw line 20 times. <laughs> and and, and, and part of that, you, it's funny because you would think that like, if you want to, the, the natural reaction to what happened on Wednesday night would be to throw, probably throw a few more double teams at him. But I think the, the, the addition of Curry for them makes that a little bit more difficult, right? It's, now it's like a pick your poison situation where do you really, I mean, maybe you, maybe you give Seth in his, in his first game back a chance to, to maybe go off. They haven't proved it to you, but I don't know, like, like how are they going to prevent Embiid from getting, I mean, granted, maybe he's not going to get to the final line that many times, but like, what would you do? How would you change it up? I mean, I do think that you look at the situation and you're right. Seth Curry, Seth Curry is shooting. I believe I looked this up the other day, 58% from three <laughs> uh, this year. I know he's been out for a while, but that's still like close to 10 games. Like that's just absurd. So yeah, you're, I think, Percentages wise, you're better off not doubling Embiid much, and you're you know you throw you throw you know you mix him in here and there, and you like you know don't get let him get you comfortable. But I kind of want to pivot this to the guy that was guarding Embiid, or you want to guard Embiid, and Tristan Thompson. And a bigger picture discussion on him right now. He was not good Wednesday, and that's kind of been he hasn't been terrible this year, Rich, but like it hasn't been what you want and. You know, missed training camp, new team. I get there are a lot of things. You know, the double big lineup obviously was not working well for him or Tice. And that hopefully has been pushed to the side now. But it's a situation where he might be the second or third best center on this roster a lot of nights, particularly offensively. And so if he's not able to, he's had okay success against the beat in the past, but. I don't know, like, what do you see out of him this season? Are you concerned about Tristan Thompson to be able to, like, handle assignments, like, you know, giving the season a chance against Embiid? Tonight, yes. I don't have confidence in him tonight, I, I, I should say. But, and I'm looking at it right now, so, so, so Tristan Thompson, the last game, before the, before the start of this season, the last game that he had played in the NBA was March 8th. Right. The day before the shutdown. Uh, and he looks like it. He, he looks out of shape. He looks slower. He's not because, you know, he, he is a big body now. He's, he's tough on the boards, offensive boards. And, and we've seen that. But like when I think of Tristan Thompson, I think sort of like like length and like a little bit some hops some block shots. He just, he just like 
he's just on the down down the ground now. He can't he can't get up at this moment. And he can't finish at the rim. Well, he, I, I just I just don't think he he has that. He he was he was relatively explosive around the hoop. You know, at least as a rim protector, he could throw it down a little bit. And he just can't get up anymore. And I'm not saying that this is that that this is like for the rest of his life. I just think he's going to have to play himself into shape. I think that's what we're seeing. I think that, like you said, he missed, missed training camp um, after an insane, almost a year break from yeah. NBA basketball. And again, he's not even 30 yet, which is still a little bit surprising, but that fact gives me a little bit of uh, uh, optimism on, on where he might be like a month from now. But right now he's not ready. Like he, I, I agree that that like, he is the third best center, and it's too bad because again we saw you know Robert Williams in his first game back couldn't get off the bench against Philly. Um, but uh, it's funny I'm looking at, at Tristan's uh, basketball reference page right now, and it says position center forward, and then for shoots it says left and it's crossed out, and then it says right. Was he a lefty when he first? I think so. Yeah, like I I know there was a thing <laughs> like, for him with free throws and stuff like that. I mean it was so long ago that I don't really remember. But yeah. I do think that was a thing at some point early in his career. Um, Maybe he should start eating with his left hand. Maybe it would be a little, a, a little less. But that, I think that's really what it comes down to. And we see this with certain players, especially a veteran like him, every single year where a guy comes in, he's just going to play himself into shape in real time. And that's what it is for me. So what do you do right now if you're Brad Stevens? So do you – because, like, you look at Tice and what he looks like now when he's playing back at center off the bench and – you know, he and Kemba had some, you know, obviously great chemistry going in the pick and roll um, Wednesday night. I'm almost like get Tice out there with Kemba because that helps you unlock Kemba in that okay. starting five. And like, okay, Thompson, you're going to, you know, play your way into shape here off the bench. And you're honestly not – because if it's – if he's not – if the, the pick and roll chemistry isn't there with Kemba and Thompson – then like I don't think Thompson's playing good enough on defense to justify him to start. Especially if especially if Jason Tatum's not out there, right? And, right. and that and that pick and roll is going to be one of your go to. I mean, it is either way, but especially with Tatum out. Yeah, no, I th- I think that's I think that's reasonable. And 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 if and if Tristan ends up on the bench, he's he has most certainly earned it. <laughs> like right. there's it's 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 hard to argue otherwise. And and again, like you know, Tice was was fantastic in, in the loss to Philly and. And I mean, was that just a, a just one great game? Do you think it's something about that matchup that that? I mean, that was a career I mean, night. For him. What's that? Like, it was a career night for him for sure. Like, and a lot of those were bunnies that he hit. I mean, it was like ten of eleven or something ridiculous. Um, but if you look at, I mean, I just looked at his numbers for the last six game. I mean, last ten games, he's shooting like sixty-seven percent from the field in the last ten games. So his his finishing is as good as Rob, Rob Williams right now, like at the rim, which is again when you're looking for someone to play of Kemba, like that's what you want. You want that is aesthetically that... pleasing. Right. <laughs> um, and so exactly not, you're not going to get that. <laughs> I mean, not even close to as pleasing as Rob Williams, but it's the, the ball is going in when he yes. gets close, which has not been the case with Thompson. Um, so, you know, you want, you know, you're, you're obviously not going to play Tyson Rob Williams off the bench together. Like, so it's like, you have to right now, you know, maybe you, you divide up the minutes three ways and whoever has it going a certain night gets, gets, you know, the 25 minutes for that certain game. But um, Thompson, I don't think should be locked in as your first option most nights right now. Like it's like you said, especially if Tatum while Tatum's out. 
Our second option with, with everything that Williams can do. And, and I know that like, you know, Brad Stevens can, is always able to sort of tiptoe around this and whatever it is. But I mean, I just would love to know more about the, the why not just keep throwing Rob Williams out there. And I understand he was out for a little bit because, you know, for, for, for COVID, but you know, when he's back last night and I, and I guess we'll see what happens, what, what, what happens tonight, but given the state of this team right now and the state of this, this current season, I just don't understand why you don't, keep giving Rob Williams reps. Yeah. There's no reason. There's just no reason to me that he should play zero minutes in a game, in a game like he did against Philly. Yeah. And I'll, yeah, I'll, like you said, I'll give, you give Brad benefit of the doubt there. Cause like Tice really had it going and he was, you know, his conditioning, even when he's fully healthy for Rob Williams is never, you know, he, he sucks win a, a decent amount. So yeah, sure. give him a few extra days to, to work his way in, but you're right tonight. Like he needs to be back out there. He needs to be out there for 10 to 15 minutes every night. I think at this point at minimum, minimum. And, exactly. And then you, you have to see, you have to, you know, that has to be a priority and bringing up. And if, if Tristan Thompson has to, you know, sit big minutes for a couple games because of it, then like, so be it. Who's most likely to be traded this year, Tice or Rob Williams? Oof. Is Tristan Thompson an option? I was going to throw that out there. I wanted to, I wanted to simplify it a little bit. For... I mean, I honestly, like, I don't, I don't move either of them because it's the durability concerns for me are, are there. Like you, like no one's perfect. And I think you, you need Tice for a spacing purposes. So like, I think if you I have to pick one, it's Tice, but at the same time, like, you're, I don't think Rob Williams' trade value is going to be up enough for it to work for it to be worth it to move him. And with Tice, I think he gives you too much. And I think he's fully retainable. I, I think you can reassign him after this year for uh, like between five and ten million dollars a year. I think that's very reasonable and like affordable for this team. So to me, it's like yeah, like keep them both. Like you know, you have that's a position that's not perfect, but you need the, the versatility that those guys provide. And, you know, hopefully Thompson gets his way into shape and becomes a great third option. And that's a three-headed monster that, you know, gives you what you need on certain nights. But I don't know, like, who, who would you, if you had to choose one, who would you go with there? If I, had to, if, I mean, if I had to choose, I'm, I'm trading Tice. I think you could probably, you know, get a little bit more if you, if, if you throw Rob Williams. I know, like, the, the money with Tice maybe works a little bit better, but I think Williams is a more enticing piece for another team it's funny i'm looking right now he ranks he's 10th on the team in minutes total minutes and, and he's a, a, a big chunk behind jeff teague who's ninth like jeff teague has played 212 <clears throat> rob williams has played 131 minutes and uh time lord still leads the team in blocks this year yeah, that's that's nuts that he already still does that um while we're talking about rotation decisions let's I did a little stock watch at Boston Sports Show today. I'm curious to, to hear you on your thoughts on this. The uh, the backcourt situation now that Kemba Walker is back off the bench. Where where are you feeling? Who do you want to see out on the floor right now? Especially now when Tatum comes back, like who who's who should be playing right now? Well, I'll say I'll say in in nine of the first eleven games. Right, so the Celtics, the Celtics went eight and three in their first eleven games. Peyton Pritchard played twenty plus minutes in nine of those first eleven. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he's played under 20 minutes in both games that Kemba is back. And I'm not saying that's the reason the Celtics were 0-2 in those games. But he's just the guy that I, 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 he was one of the more, after, after the Jays, he was one of the more, probably the most reliable guy in the rotation on the roster. I think that what he brought to the team was, was in, in some ways, irreplaceable. And I know Kemba does replace some of it. But I hate the fact that he's that he's losing minutes now. And I'm not saying that you play Pritchard over Kemba Walker. Maybe you play him over Jeff Teague. But I just don't like the fact that he now is is under 20 minutes again. Right. And That's the big one for me. Yeah. And I think the fact that his, his minutes are already going down and like in a game that Tatum didn't even play was also like, because obviously Tatum's going to, not that Pritchard would be playing the minutes that, you know, those minutes went to Javante Green and like Shemi, I feel like when Tatum was out, but like, the, the squeeze is going to get, you know, tougher on the, the bench players when Kemba's minutes go up and obviously when Tatum's back in the fold. But I agree with you. I mean, it's like Teague versus Pritchard. Teague has had some – I think the, the, the philosophy when I see Teague right now is like you roll him out there and you see what you got in the first quarter. I think all in the right. first two minutes it, it's a pretty good idea in terms of like, all right, this is a, this is a good Jeff Teague night. He's going to hit threes. He's going to get a couple steals and make things happen. Um, he's had two or three of those games so far. But when he doesn't have that going on, things he really gives you nothing. And it's like he can't finish at the rim. Can you, you want to guess what he's shooting on two-point field goals this year, Rich? Uh, 35%. 28%. Man. So that, I mean, he can't finish at the rim anymore. He's not getting to the line that much. And Pritchard, you know, he ha- he's not perfect, obviously. He's, he has turnover issues. But – the three-point shots there, the finishing around the rim, the, you know, the keeping the ball alive with the dribble, like that's, I think he's doing a better job of that on the whole than Teague. So it's a situation when you look at the two of those guys right now and, you know, what matters more to you in the long term, like Pritchard is someone where I'm with you. You don't want to see him lose minutes. Yeah. And, and, and Teague is just, hey, this is part of Teague. I don't want to make this a, a, a Teague, you know, trash session, but like he, he also dominates the ball as part of his game. And I think that the, what Pritchard can do playing off the ball is, is, is so valuable. Um, just another, you know, slight. And again, I'm looking at the, at the Philly matchup right now, right? Like, you know, Shake Milton, six, five, you know, Tybal is six, five. It is a bigger team. So maybe that is a situation where again, like maybe Javante Green maybe matches up better with some of those guys. But I would just love to see Pritchard just get the chance to go up against those guys. Cause he seems like someone even, even he, he's going to compete. Right. No matter what, <clears throat> right? Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. But yeah, that, that, so he, he's the big one for me, rotation-wise. And again, you, you're, you're bringing back a guy like Kemba Walker now after, after a few weeks. It's not going to be seamless. It's not going to be a seamless transition for everyone in the rotation to fall back into place, especially when you're doing it without your best player, with Tatum out of the fold as well. And it's unfortunate that he's not going to be back for the, uh, for the second Philly game. But uh, you, you got to figure that this is the last game that he misses, right? Yeah, yeah. You think, you know, you get three or four days of workouts and he'll they'll at least play him, you know, not not as full minutes, obviously, on Sunday, but uh, a decent amount. So, yeah, I mean, we haven't even talked about a quick thought on, on Kemba's. Well, I mean, the fact that he looks like he's moving pretty close to all day. I mean, it's, it's so early at this point. It's like, it's not even, to me, it's not worth talking about a ton right now because, like, he looks good at the beginning of the bubble, too. And then it just... Unfortunately, you know, regressed once the 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 workload added up. So for me, it's more like, yeah, like it's great that he looks good now, but it's also a situation where 
looking away, what does he look like a month from now? I think that's, you know, even more important than him now, but from a physical standpoint, you, you obviously have to be pleased in terms of like how he looks. And I mean, he, the way he's talking about it, he's obviously very upbeat about where he's at from a pain standpoint. Yeah. And I think, you know, the procedure that he got, I think is very much a rejuvenating kind of thing, but I, it's how long it lasts. Like you said, that, that, that's, that's the question. But for now, we'll take, you say, take it day by day, take the most, give it the most cliche, like athlete answer. But on like today, so far, you know, what we've seen is very encouraging. And I'm very, it's, it's a good problem to have as I'm excited to see how it works with Tatum, Jalen and, and, and a healthy Kemba uh, all back together. Uh, real quick, Bureau, let me say, or let me ask you, are you ready for some football? Let's go, Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. Hey, that's what I was going to talk about. It's conference championship weekend in the NFL. There's only one place that has you covered, one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use that promo code CLNS50 for your 50% welcome bonus. Uh, Tom Brady is getting three points on the road in Green Bay against Aaron Rodgers. What do you think? I mean... Rodgers in these situations does not have a great track record, I feel like. Yeah, it's not, it's not often that you, that you get points with Tom Brady on the, uh, in a conference championship game. That's a, that might be hard, to, uh, hard to, to turn down. I don't know. I mean, they like that right now. Put, yeah, put your money I'm, on the I'm, taking, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Brady and I'm taking the points. Okay. Well, don't sit on the sidelines. You got to be like, be up. Get in the, into the action. Uh, don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Um, quick question for you. Bira, who is the, uh, you know, a, a sort of a, a topical, timely question? If if the Celtics roster, I know who is the actual president of the Celtics, but among the players, I think you can you can make an argument for maybe four different guys. Who's the the, the president of the the Boston Celtics? I mean, it's Taco Fall. <laughs> I think it's based on the bench reaction after um, the people's president. The people's president, and not to sidetrack, we do. I do want us to talk about Taco at some point because um, I don't think we have been able to talk about him since he had like two actually like meaningful stints. Um, Especially after we trashed him after. Uh, exactly. After the first preseason game. Right. Right. So um, Taco deserves his due and that will come later in the pod. As far this is a really good question. And I do think, like you said, it's, it's, it's probably four people depending on the day and it probably shifts depending on the opponent. President's an everyday job. President's an no, everyday job. No but you're right. But, that, right. but to your point, that's probably not, it's not good to have president by committee. Yes, right. You want to have someone elected into that spot. And to be honest, I think it's got to be it's, – it's, it's Kemba Walker. Oh, wow. Right I'm still, I still think it's Kemba Walker right now. I think we could have a changing of the guard by the end of the season. So Jason Tatum, I think, is ideally who you want to be president. Um, hmm. I, well, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it, it's hard because my, my top two might be Marcus and Jalen. I just think the way they, they the way they carry themselves, and again, this isn't to say that 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 Jason and Kemba necessarily aren't aren't, aren't accountable. And as we've learned, somewhat recent history, you don't always have to be accountable as a president. But ideally, you want <laughs> you want an accountable president. <clears throat> you want someone that's going to stand up, that's going to to make the hard decisions, to do what other people don't want to do. And again, this isn't a knock on Kemba and Tatum, and maybe for Kemba, it's just been the fact that he hasn't necessarily been there as much recently. 
but there's something about like if there is a vote within the team, I think I think Marcus and Jalen might might be the the top two. I mean, certainly Marcus has the has the seniority as the longest tenured Celtic. Right. I think I think Jalen is the least afraid to to speak his mind to 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 take an unpopular opinion, uh, but because he believes that's right to stand up what he believes in, um, and to make hard decisions. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's Marcus. I think he's the glue. I think that he's the leader. And maybe he's like the secretary of defense. I don't know. We could break it down in different ways. But Marcus is my president. I think I agree with you. He thinks he's the president, which is, yeah. which is, and to be honest, like, you're right. I think if you put it to a vote right now, like the odds, I think he would be probably a slight favorite from a team, from the seniority perspective. I don't necessarily, this is not a knock on Marcus, but I don't think, I think the Celtics don't get to that next level until one of those other three guys become president. Okay. Because I do think, and we've kind of, you know, we can, we've talked about the hierarchy and stuff in, you know, last year in terms of like game situations and things of that nature. Um, but there are times where, you know, smart is, is trying to do too much. And that is not, and so the, the, not very presidential, happens, not yeah. very presidential. And so now, and you understand when that happens, he is, you know, he was maybe a congressman or something. And then now he had to get promoted to, uh, you know, like you said, maybe the secretary of defense or just, you know, had to stand in as president for a few weeks. And that's, that's a hard job. Um, but now, yeah. now you're going back to congressman and you need to, you don't want to be president. still. you don't want to try to do too much. And so you can, yeah. if he, if that transition goes smoothly now, then I think his, you know, the respect level and the, the locker room standpoint from everyone on the team is still going to be sky high. Cause they see him, what he's doing behind the scenes. And I guess one positive thing I want to say about this year, Rich is like, you can tell, like, I think Jalen Brown particularly has made a very big point in press conferences after smart has like good games to like shout out smart. Even if like the numbers aren't great, like if they win and, and he, he was had a solid game for smart, he's like, you know, smarts our heart and soul and stuff like knowing kind of just like, and I think this is a great, that's a president, that's a president. That's a presidential right move. So I, mean, that, <laughs> yeah. I, I might be making the case for Jalen Brown now, just knowing that like he's taking care of the, or trying to take care of the ego publicly of a guy in smart who obviously probably feels unappreciated at times and understandably so, but also can be put in a tough spot when he's overreaching. Yeah, no, and that, that's a good point. I mean, I think I think you might just you might have just convinced me that that Jalen is the thing because they, what you want a president, you want him to know what he doesn't know, right? Right. To to and when you don't know something, that's when you when you have a cabinet. That's when you have people that you've hired to that you know are smarter than you in certain situations. And when you're taking too many shots, when you when when you when you are Marcus Smart and you are are taking ten three pointers a game, not presidential. When you are the guy who are who are just like subtly dropping hints to to bump up the guys underneath you, that's President Jalen Brown. Um, I think it's official. We might have to make a a whole administration like podcast yeah. at some point. Just give everyone assignments in the cabinets and stuff. And but I, I like I like our workshop here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my next my next question, uh, and I guess we'll, we'll yeah we'll keep this on the shorter side. We're sort of running out of time, but. Um, if the playoffs started today, if the East playoffs started today, um, what are your chances of the Celtics coming out of the East? Um, I would probably put them at somewhere. I think they're, I like them more than Philly, but I still really? put them behind. Yes. 
I still I think when you have the full complement of characters, um, I like you in a seven game. And and I guess this is the under the assumption too. I'll I'll, I'll preface that there's still going to be an upgrade coming for the Celtics. And I think an upgrade for the Celtics is easier to find than it is for the Sixers because the Celtics have more, they have the trade exception. They have more things to kind of use in a, as trade bait with younger players and stuff. The Sixers, they kind of have what they have. Like maybe if they want to trade Maxi, they could get another meaningful bench upgrade, but I doubt they want to do that. So like, but they need I, it. I would say they need it less than the Celtics do. Yeah. I mean, they, they're, they're, they make more sense from like the, the, the starting five perspective, but their bench to me is still like meh. Like when the Celtics bench gets to be, if you add a, a good veteran to that bench and you get a full strength there, then I think that bench is the Celtics bench can, you know, kick the crap out of the Sixers bench at times. Yeah. I wonder, man. I, I just don't, I, I think that I would t- that I would put Philly ahead of them right now. And I, maybe, maybe I'm, this is just, the, the hangover from from the loss the other night that I'm seeing. Because when, when you see Embiid play the way that he did, he seems to have, I say I'm taking it more seriously or, or whatever we want to say. But like, and and with Curry and Danny Green next to them now, next to their, you know, the we'll call it the big three with Tobias Simmons and, and Embiid. Uh, and then again, the bench, I think, I think Dwight Howard for, you know, for what he is, like is a pretty great backup for, for Embiid. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I mean, Tybalt's is, is sort of gone down a few notches. I mean, Korkmaz is, was back for the first time in a while. Uh, last game, Maxi has shown some signs. Shake Milton, when he's gotten a chance, has been really good. So I don't know. I guess, I guess like the names necessarily on their bench aren't quite as exciting, but they just right now, and again, we're talking about if the playoffs start today, they seem like more of a team um, where, where they, people understand their roles and maybe that's on Doc. I don't know. But um I would not. I don't think I would take the Celtics over them right now. Maybe, maybe Milwaukee. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I would like the Celtics' chances at least getting to the conference finals. Yeah, and I think when you yeah. look at the the structure of the East right now, Rich, it's it's still pretty early. But I mean, the struggles of the Heat and the Raptors early on kind of make it. I feel like it's a pretty clear cut, you know, divide now. You got like the top five teams. With you know Philly, Celtics, Bucks, Pacers, Nets, like those are I think the legit. And keeping then there's the, a, we keeping the Pacers in that. I mean, group? yeah, I'm, I think, yeah, like I mean, I guess the the the, the Levert being out for a while obviously hurts them. And Turner's going to be out for a little bit now as yeah, well. Yeah, Turner, you're right. So that is, I mean, you're right. The injury bug, and I don't know how long T.J. Warren's going to be out. Like that's he had foot surgery a couple All of right. weeks ago. So, so their so their depth is, you know going downhill in a hurry. But I, I do think that like, they're going to win regular season games. Like they're going to, I would be surprised if they drop below five. Um, and so I think from a Celtics perspective, like as long as you, it's the matchups this year, like if you can stay in that top four and avoid, you know, having to face like, you know, a, a nightmare matchup in the, in the first round, then you like your chances of getting into the conference finals. It's not going to be easy. No matter who you play, getting out of the second round is going to be a war. But yeah. you can try to make that, you know, having only one of those as opposed to two uh, obviously increases your odds a lot. Okay. And then obviously the playoffs that don't start now, we're happy to know. But the Celtics have a, a playoff-like schedule coming up. We're, we're talking about the, the next 10 games. 
right now. I'm going to run through this very quickly. Um, so they're t- uh, t- Friday night, they're at Philly. Tough. Then they they're come home against Cleveland, playing really, really good ball. Sex land with, with you know, they're, they got like five centers there now. Playing really well at the Bulls, which is whatever. Then, you, then at Spurs, Lakers, at Golden State, at Sacramento, at Clippers, at Suns, at Jazz. It's a tough stretch. Those, those are the next 10 games. Takes you into February. What are you expecting? What do you think the Celtics need? Like, is, is five and five? Is that, that seems somewhat reasonable to me. Yeah, I think that's... What are your expectations? Maybe I mean, six? Maybe we'll say six and four? Yeah, I think, I mean, a five and five seems realistic, to be honest. I mean, that West Coast trip um, is going to be brutal when you, especially when you finish it off with the Clippers, Suns, and Jazz. Like, mm-hmm. you're lucky to win one of those games, I feel like, um, based on how those teams are playing right now. And then, like, well, Lakers at home tonight, you know, at the Sixers, like, you're not, you're only going to be favorites in half of these games. So if you can, if you can survive this five and five, figure out, you know, get everyone back on the floor, figure out a better identity for the team, you know, so Brad Stevens rightfully is feeling better about like, okay, we're not winning as many games now, but at least we're playing a better, more consistent brand of basketball on both ends of the floor. That, that's what matters more to me at this point, if you're looking at this stretch, but um, yeah, like there's no question this could go i mean i guess the good news is like the 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 not so tough opponents are are should be easy wins but i don't know even like the Cavs are obviously playing decent this year like the the no the bulls and the spurs like the the warriors i mean certainly with steph back like like all and even the kings like i know like you know they they're back down to earth a little bit and who knows what's going to happen with luke walton going forward but like i don't know De'Aaron fox can go off any any night like they have they have firepower um again and you're going to be in you're going to be in sacramento you're going to be on the road like after a week of this bizarro life that these guys are living um you know it's weird enough when you're at home but like for a long road trip like this you know with everything that's going on so it's gonna it's gonna take a toll so yeah i I think it's right so if they can somehow get through this five and five i think that i think that's a win and especially you come home and then the next that you get a five game homestand on the other side of it and it's um Toronto, Detroit, Denver, Atlanta, Atlanta. So there, there is, so you know, a light at the end of the tunnel with that nice little break there. Um, but yeah, it's not going to be easy getting there. That's for sure. No, and it's. I mean, the whole league this year. I mean, I think a lot of this obviously is a byproduct of the unique circumstances of 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 what this kind of year is in general. But like, everyone's kind of pretty tight. Even like you know anyone's beating anyone every night, like home court advantage pretty much doesn't matter um, by and large. Um, is that, is that what, is that showing? I think from never, I haven't checked it lately, but like the early, the early numbers was like the, the road records were just as even as like the home record for most teams. I haven't like, yeah, I'll I dig into that. that more, but like, yeah, for, I mean, the Celtics are four and three away, four and two home this year. And um, you know, I think it's starting to even out a little bit, but a lot of teams it's, it's, it's pretty, um pretty even both ways so and i think ryan uh you know bernardoni had mentioned this in one of our early preseason podcasts just that like give the lead to the 
500 that everyone would kind of settle around 500 you look at the standings right now and that's that's that seems to be true and that's why you know to bring us full circle given everything no matter how you know how long we can talk about what might be wrong with the Celtics right now how they can be better when you look at the standings and you see eight and five you see the right now the second seed in the east uh all things considered uh it's a victory so far yes like doing that after being eight and five despite a COVID outbreak affecting almost half the team is um is clearly a spot that anyone in the organization would have taken um a few weeks ago um all right 30 seconds on taco fall to wrap up rich all right um i way to way to just shove it in our face and earn a, re- a roster spot based just on based on that performance against the wizard alone a couple weeks ago <laughs> god god bless him i say like you know it's one of those things like you see you know i, I did f- think it was weird going back to to him coming out of college that he wasn't drafted because you saw even in college you could see that he wasn't a stiff right? right he had some level of athleticism given his ridiculous height and all that and he seemed like someone that a good team a good coach in a good situation you can find a way to maybe turn tackle fall into a weapon and, and it's funny like the way he's helped you know recently has not been any sort of gimmicky way i mean obviously in the sense that he's enormous but it's been just kind of regular minutes as sort of like the second team center and he's getting it done you know and I, we didn't know that he had you know three-point bank shots in, in his bag but he, <laughs> he showed that a little bit i know it's, it's great to see i i still don't necessarily think he's a guy that's ever gonna you're ever gonna lean on in a playoff series no you know uh, but like I, I don't know maybe if maybe if Embiid's <laughs> if Embiid's going off again tonight uh just had, let him get a taste of taco for a couple minutes and then it'd be on a short leash, you know, maybe even after one move, you could take him off, but like, just sit, just, just throw something different at him. Use him. They have this weapon, right? You have this, this, this weapon. If you're going to have him on the roster, use them every once in a while. And, 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 and when they got a chance recently, it was, it was beautiful. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Like, and just to, to finish up on that, like I never thought, or I wasn't sure we'd ever see the, the point and this is going back a couple weeks ago now where it was like, you'd say to yourself, Oh man, you know, the Celtics probably should bring taco back into this game right now. They need him. And that, and that's, and he had that game against the wizards. And so like that, anytime a bench player has that, like that's, that's a sign that, okay, you can, you know, he obviously put in the work and like you said, he's not, I don't think he's ever going to be, you know, uh, a rotation player on a playoff team in his career, but as a situational guy that, can you know give you a spark on a certain night once in a while like that's what you're looking for and that's that's what he he did to his credit and we talk about how hard how hard this season is mentally for for these guys and how how just how difficult just and you know it's difficult for everyone these are these are tough times as they say but for given how it compares to a typical nba season and just the mental aspect of of what it's like for for these guys these core you know, these, these teams around the league and you saw how happy it made the rest of the Celtics to be able to celebrate taco like that performing in an actual game. And, and it's got, it's just gotta be good for, for morale, just for, just for the team in general. So I think he, he's a guy obviously that they love to rally around. So if you somehow can get him in a situation where he's contributing, contributing once in a while when it really matters, I think it just goes a long way, even just even off the court for, for helping this team. So like I said, you love to see it. Taco for president. No, we we didn't even we didn't even think about that. Yeah, we'll maybe have to do expand that conversation to a full in uh in, in twenty four, twenty twenty four we'll 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 expand it to a full episode.
I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, hit us up at Winning Plays Pod on Twitter, at Rich underscore Levine, at Brian T. Rob. Um, we'll be back with you guys next week to uh, see how the C's, you know, look as they get closer to full strength and go through this uh, gauntlet of a stretch they have coming up. But as always, thanks for listening.